Ah! All right. Oh, man. Yeah, I tell you, this is hell. Sorry. Uh, let's, get, let's get Stigmata, the right, the right song. Show album. Here we go. What I got to put up with. She'll let you guys do the show. You! Oh, no! Oh, you see this? Sorry, everything is going fugazi. You! Oh, no! About to witness that doesn't stick. Ah, <laughs> the awesome, <laughs> it's too late. Crushing might of the Eugene S. Robinson. Show. Stop it! Oh, welcome, my friends, to a show that's eight minutes late that almost never ends. This is the number 100. And I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. This is the Number 100. If you count knuckle up, that went from 500 to zero, and from 500 to 1,000, that makes this the 1,100th show that I've done since 2007. Not yet. Not yet. This is all about why Texas is the reason that the president's dead. You got to sub, sub, Jackie, sub. Sorry for the misfits call back. First, stigmata. Calling of the Just is the record. Intro, All of Nothing is our bumper music since 2007. The immortal Words, sung by Bob Riley from upstate New York. Listen, listen well. The record is still available from Revelation Records if you go through Google. In Huntington Beach, California, where they still shoot you to death in nightclubs and hit your cars with a hammer. Look at the little magnifying glass, type in stigmata, calling it a just, get it. But listen to what Bob has to say. What I could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. I better... Nothing. All right. All right. All right, my friend. Uh, I, I would do a cover of uh, Texas is the reason that the president is dead. You got to But I don't imagine Glenn Danzig would uh, clear me when, with the compulsory license uh, as a result of me having punched him in the face in 1981. So uh, I think somebody has covered it. Right. Didn't Metallica do it? And I think uh, Slayer did a ver uh, not that song, but they've done a couple of Misfits songs. I could never get the rest of Oxford to do it. But anyway, welcome. This is V100. And I'm trying to appear appear a little less crazy in the first 10 minutes 
Ah, stigmata cover. I couldn't get Oxford to do that either because I figure the looky lose and the spies don't make it beyond 10 minutes. So I'm trying to, to the best of my ability, since this is free on YouTube and Google in the world, seem a little bit more sane. Is it working? <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, this is V100. And those of you who don't know, uh, sorry, what can I tell you? It's an acquired taste. Reference uh, Bill Burr or Joe Rogan, a whole Joe Gain or, or Jim Rome or something like that, but smarter. What can I tell you? It's a sports show, sports philosophy life. Anyway, commercial at the top of the hour, patreon.com slash the stomper. Our lots of yous have been doing okay with P-I-N-K-O, 95014 at yahoo.com. There's a PayPal address. Some of you have sent money in there. Some of you, like the T-Man, yes, thank you for the, the communique via the snail mail, Mr. T. I appreciate that to the fullest. But that's it for the commercials. I'm not going to done you for money. That's not, not like Hojo game with $30 million. $30 million from his show. That makes me want to assassinate him. No, that's not true. That makes me so happy. I tell you, you know how happy it makes me? It makes me so happy that I'd like to, to put a dead homeless person in the trunk of his car. That's how happy it makes me. Yeah, that's good. Somebody made the Gene Scott reference, hence the pipe and the hats. But anyway, uh, I want to tell you a story. And I've been trying to tell you uh, for about a week now. Mm, my kid, my youngest kid and I, they're going to spend some together time, hanging out time. We had to talk about some stuff. And I said, well, why don't you come over? You hang out with me after I train and run. I got some gardening stuff to do. So she comes by the planting, which is I didn't get a chance to do it last week. I did it just now. That's why I'm dirty and grubby. So she gets in the car with me, and we go over to Home Depot, right? And I we get some screws and get some uh, maybe – some soil, some stuff, right? We got a bunch of stuff. And as we're coming out, because we're we're all uh, uh, human averse, we always go to the automated self checkout, so we don't have to deal with human beings talking to us. And we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, and uh, we pay, and we're talking, and we hear right to the side of us, we hear some uh, somebody say, "Yeah, yeah, I've tried." Uh, it's not that I want, uh, cause some of you know that I built a pond out back, right? And not only did I buy a pond, but I bought a cheap chainsaw a few weeks ago. So what I'm going to do is put a ladder up on the deck by the pond. And then I'm going to take the electric chainsaw, climb up the ladder that's on the deck by the pond with the electric chainsaw and saw a potato bush back. Now, if you you do not have to you do not have to be Clarence Darrow to know that this is a legalistic minefield. The ladder, the deck, the ladder, the deck, the pond, the electric chainsaw, the potato bush, standing up on a windy day, cutting this thing. That oh, you don't think it sounds safe? I'm gonna sue the guy who put the deck together. I'm going to sue the 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 the, the, uh, 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 the 
chainsaw maker. And if I survive the fall in the pond with the electric chainsaw, I'm going to sue who else, uh, the guy who gave me the wood tube. It's going to be a, a jurisprudential jubilee. But that's not the point. That's not the point right now. My hedges against inflation for the future. That's not. <laughs> that, hey, I was at a party on the Lower East Side, and a friend of mine named Frenchie uh, was drunk and high and found a chainsaw, turned it on. So not only did you have the gas fumes from the chainsaw, but you had Frenchie, who was drunk and high, with a, a, a live chainsaw staggering around the room. I guess it shouldn't be surprising to hear that Frenchie is now dead, uh, but that's when I knew it was time to leave the party. Uh, anyway, so we're getting off track. So we're trying to get out of Home Depot. Nah, 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 Sawzall to cut a bush? The bush is 16 feet high. Let me get a Sawzall. So anyway, come on. So uh, I hear to the back of me, excuse me, sir, you're going to need a, a, a receipt, you know, because right, the exit's right there by the uh by the self-checkout and they usually have people checking like at costco right uh, um <laughs> yeah you guys worry too much i'm much more concerned about the coronavirus but we'll get into that later so can we see your receipt sir guy goes i don't need a receipt they go yeah you do sir you need a receipt he goes i don't need a fucking receipt so we turn around at that point and the guy's got a cart full of stuff and he's trying to blow by them. There's two Samoan chicks. They're pretty hefty. So one grabs the front, and the guy says, no, you, she says, you, can't, you can't leave here without the receipt. So if you have it, you need to show it to me. So one Samoan chick grabs the front, the other one grabs the side, and this massive tug of war ensues. And the guy's like, at this point now, he's full-on fighting. He's like, nah, 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 no, I don't need a receipt. I don't need a receipt. And they go, you need a receipt. And they're tugging back and forth. And finally, he scoops up two things from the top. Now, before I get to the end of the story, I have to let you know, I go to jujitsu when I tell this story. And the guys were going at Costco because it's a club. You have to do whatever they say. But when you go to a public store like Home Depot, uh, you actually don't have to show the receipt. You know, your credit card, your purchase is your receipt. So it's not incumbent on me to pull out a piece of paper to show you. You look at your computer. The thing beeps or it doesn't beep. It's not my. So whatever. But that's a later aside. So the guy is struggling with these with these things and grabs two of them. And he's struggling. And then he gets out with just the two top things. Now, the New Yorker in me is standing there watching this whole thing with my daughter. And I go through a couple of, like, like the Terminator, I go through a couple of, you know, I'm looking at the, 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 the flow chart, a couple of possible responses. Go behind the guy, slap on a rear naked, take him down. Use my voice, which has been very effective in these certain situations before, and scream, drop the fucking box! Usually that's, everybody freezes up with that, right? Um, number three is, I don't work at Home Depot, New York style. It's not my responsibility. I'm starting to think about the bystander effect though, but I want to show people this is a, this is a, this is a, uh, uh, a principled stance, not because I'm like you rest of you sheep and I'm afraid 
it's a principle. No, 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 no. You got to wait. Why don't you go away and come back? Go to the toilet and then come back. So I, I go through, huh? The old lady at Coney Island. Oh, God, my purse has been snatched. The father of two takes off with a junkie that 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 uh, uh, snatched it, catches up to him because it's a junkie, of course. So he catches up to the junkie two blocks away. The junkie pulls out a sharpened screwdriver, stabs the father two in the chest. Father two uh, 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 dies. Uh, Punchline is the old lady had like a dollar seventy eight in her uh, in her purse. Now, old lady should be able to go hither and yon without being set upon by young drug adult toughs. I got it. But those two kids grew up without a father. So I'm standing there. A, B, C. I choose C, the New Yorker and not my responsibility. He's not hurting anybody. I'm not putting my life on the line for a property crime where a guy gets out with a toaster and I get out with a head wound. Forget about it. So, uh, you know, I got I actually got thirsty at that point. We doubled back and got something to drink, and we walked and continued our talk. The question is, and I, this has nothing to do with the rest of the show in actual fact. Usually it's like a raga, like a tone poem. I come back around to it, but this really has nothing. What would you have done? A, physical intervention. B, like uh, the, the, the three thieves who tried to steal the world's greatest poems in that Lord Dunsany story, do you, with your voice, register collective disapproval? Or C, do you use the New Yorker way and go, it's a property crime, eh, it's none of my business. Yeah, the broken windows theory. Look, let me tell you something. Loss, I, I had a girlfriend who worked in a retail, and she goes, you know, you go walk into the store, and this happens. They're gangs of thieves walk into a store and on the counter, like, you know, the watches are set, whatever, count of 10, grab all they can and leave. If you work in a retail store, you're not deputized to take anybody down and take them to the ground. All you're deputized to do is call the cops. So by the time the cops get there, by the time the cops get there, they're gone. Loss prevention is a big deal. Now, maybe if you have somebody who falls into the car in the parking lot, you get a license plate. It's a lot of work. However, it's Home Depot. If they can't figure out a way to prevent loss prevention, how is that my, pro my problem? Now, if you read the fight book, fight everything you want to know about asking, but afraid to get your ass kicked for asking, you read I Killed a Man, that chapter. Yeah, the guy, the guy was a thief. But, you know, he, uh, and I've never really... Yeah, let's see. What kind of thievery? The guy in San Diego who's driving behind a Brinks truck and the money pops out the back and he picks it up and turns it in and the Bank of America gives him $50 and then it rent his family asunder. His kids are getting beaten up at school because people go, your father's a dummy. And people go back to the bank and go, $50? And the bank goes, okay, okay, and gives them $500. That in a second. If I'm behind a Brinks truck and a bag pops out and I can get away with it, I'm taking it. Your loss, my gain. However, oh, good for you. Yeah, I, I, if I sent it, I'm glad it showed up. If you got it from somewhere else, I'm glad it showed up. But something like this is almost like finding somebody's wallet with their picture. You, it's a very personal. Now, the women who were trying to stop him, they didn't really try to stop him all that much. You know, the guy did get out with two things. And there's a big parking lot. They could have easily called the cops. You know, in downtown Palo Alto, since there have been a few snatch and grab things, a cop car sits in front of the Apple store 
as at 12 hours a day. As long as that Apple store is open, cop car sitting outside. I used to have a store in Palo Alto. I wonder if they do that for me. That's not the point. The point is, what do you do in that situation? I'm just presenting it here because I'm curious. And if you don't think it has it has everything to do with what we're about to talk about in a second, you might be crazy. But I'm not going to build that strong of a bridge between this and the actual V100. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I saw some guys between the shit you see when you live in New York. I saw some guys between two cars stealing some stuff. I said, ah, I'm going to go to sleep. Call the cops. The cops are like, hey, well, I, well, okay, you know what? Yeah, physical intervention. What do I have to prove? And I asked my kid because now it's not just me alone, right? It's me with my kid. So it's a teachable moment. What do I say? So I said to my kid, what do you think I should have done? And she said, you don't know that guy's story. Maybe through circumstance or whatever, he was desperate and he needed to, and this was his last shot. And I go, huh? Now, thievery is bad for society in the same way that murder is bad for society. The societies that sanction thievery and murder are inherently unstable societies. And yet, we, our society, American society, is based on the most massive kind of thievery and the expression of political power of violence. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I, like, the, I like the superhero thing, too. But I also like, uh, you know, for who? Let, let me put it another way. Let me put it in a way that makes sense to you. What has Home Depot ever done for me? Anything? In fact, my experience with Home Depot has been almost categorically unpleasant. If I have nowhere else to go, I go to Home Depot. Yeah, the guy's a lawbreaker. You know what? You know what I did on the way there? I broke a law. I drove 35 in a 25 mile an hour zone. How should I be punished? We choose which laws. You know, Bernie Madoff wants to get out of prison because he's sick. Anyway, V100. I guess you saw the fight in Texas. Let me explain something before you, before you, before. That's right. That's what they say character is. I'm being dragged back at this. Character is what you do when nobody is around. But what am I, what kind of thievery am I opposed to? It was a struggle. It wasn't a fight. There's a difference. He was trying to remove himself from them and they were, pull, they were pulling his cart and he was pulling the cart. He didn't put his hands on them. That I would have had to stop. I don't like inter, interpersonal violence. I saw a guy once uh, knock his girlfriend into the bushes um, and they were having an argument and he pushed her into the bushes. And I was like, yo, if you're doing that shit in public, you're willing to have us intervene. And then the guy like walked off down the street and she followed him. I think that was in Paris, actually. Uh, good. That's the bridge. John Jones chased down a mugger. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was kayfabe or that uh, that was real. In any case, there there are absolutes and there are gray areas. And modern modern 
by all modern measures, we live in a, in a gray area. 100% of the time, if somebody's trying to mug an old lady, I'm stopping it. 100% of the time. If I'm driving by Home Depot at night and I see some guys jimmying open the back, I'm not stopping shit. Key bono. Who benefits? Or the corollary. Who gets hurt? Now you could say unstable society hurts us all. Eh. Anyway, so you remember what I said about what happens in your brain when somebody fucks up. For example, uh, all is what all is well. Well, hey man, well you know something I don't know. I, I was feeling okay until a few seconds ago. Is <laughs> all hope all is well. Oh Jesus Christ! Hold on. Uh, Actually, my, the side of my face is swollen. Ah, I'm panicked. Okay, you, I don't know if you can see it right in here. Yeah, well, because you know, jujitsu, uh, Sarau elbowed me in the in the cheek repeatedly. I don't know if it's really jujitsu, but anyway, let's not talk about how well I am. I'm feeling fine. Knock on wood. So, we've gone into this before in the past shows about how, uh, uh, oh yeah, about yeah, and that guy in the chapter. Uh, I killed a man, has continued on with his superhero ways for no clear-cut benefit. I'm also okay with aggressive self-interest. And those people without the instinct for self-preservation in my mind, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, the people who, so, who don't have self-preservation, I can't, I, I can't hang with them. Can't hang with them. Had my knee fucked up. Was a word. <laughs> Which knee? Hey man, I got an injury like every day, bro, and I'm worried every day. However, I'm not worried enough so that I can't get on the ladder with that chainsaw over the pond on the deck with the electric chainsaw in the wind. That by the power lines. That doesn't worry me. They say like uh, people who have anxiety disorders, when they go to really dangerous places, they relax. <laughs> they don't have to worry about what could happen because it's actually happening. So I'm going to get to the show right now. So they say that your brain, why you hate, if I start right now mispronouncing some, an easy to pronounce name, not like nothing like that. If I start saying Shawnee Jones. You know, at first you might think it's funny because you think I'm doing it on purpose. But if I keep doing it and you see that I'm not doing it on purpose, you're going to get annoyed with me after too long. You're going to get pissed off. And the reason you're going to get pissed off that scientists and brain folks have figured out that you hate when we hate when other people make mistakes because our brain carries us through <laughs> going through puberty. Our brain carries us through as though we were making the mistake ourselves. Which is why when I was a freshman in, in, in college and I was trying to, to, to write my papers with two fingers, my roommate would go, get this guy, I'll type it for you. And I would give him my handwritten notes and then, and, and, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about the long and short of it, man. <laughs> Electrocuted, torn up by Chase the drowning in the pond. But tragic, but understandable. He would just do it because his brain was making the mistake. So the way that you're feeling now, 
whether you're pro Johnny Boney Joni or anti Johnny Boney Joni or neither pro nor anti Johnny Boney Joni, but just fan of fair fighting, the reason why you're feeling this chagrin, this outrageous umbrage today is because your brain carried, I could feel it. My heart was beating so much during this entire fight. I could see my shirt move. And and I'm not even gonna we're, we're not I'm not even gonna lead with talking about the judging like all these other MMA aficionados because that's not the issue. Listen, listen, we are we are John, Johnny Boney Joni has been part of our lives for the for, for better or worse uh, uh, for ten years now. And admit it or not. We know that there are not many people who have 20-year careers. If you've been following it long enough, you remember when Liddell was on the high and then he was on the low. When uh, uh, Couture could do no wrong and then he was on the low. In other words, we like him or hate him. We are watching at this point because we, we want to register the manner in which the demiurge takes their eternal ideas turns them into the sense world as they play out through the, the drama of a of a sporting a physical combat sporting event. That's you, you beat me to the punch. But it's but it's a it's a um no 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 okay that's the thing. This is we're in the Hamlet territory now where it's like if he but blench, we know our course. The problem with Johnny Boney Joni, and this was raggedly apparent when uh, uh, Valentina Shevchenko was talking in the pro fight press conference. She said, when I prepare for a fight, she said, you can watch it now. She goes, when I prepare for a fight, I prepare for a giant. I prepare for somebody who's twice as good as I am with kickboxing, who's twice as good with a with, uh, 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 ground, who's twice as good. I, I over-prepare which is different from overtraining. I am fighting the version of, of, of my opponent that's twice as good as I am in every regard. That's who I'm training for. So Valentina Svechenko, when she's talking about what she's comparing, when she's out, she's doing her road work, you know where she's looking? She's looking up. And they say two people, there are two types of people when they're talking to you and they're trying to visualize what they want to say to you, they look up. And then there are people who, when they're talking to you and they're trying to visualize what they're saying, they look down. And this is not about that. But what I'm saying is, in this instance, her opponent is here. And she is going, for those of you just listening on the radio, I'm, I'm pointing with my fingers. And she is here. That's, who, that's where she's preparing for. She's preparing to take this, to take this into that divine spot. Where the clouds part and the gods gift gift your she's fighting Achilles. Johnny Boney Joni doesn't do that. You can tell he doesn't do that. You know, you, you know, Johnny Boney Joni does a variation of what what in my in my meager way I do. And I've done it. If you go back to 2007, every time I've competed. Going into whether it's fucking up my weight loss so that I can only eat breath mints three days before the fight, 
or moving the piano or some sort of like just chicanery. I got some injury because what I what's playing through um, what's playing through. Yeah. What's playing through is deep seated anxiety and concern about the rightness of my place in space and my abilities to carry me through the journey ahead. So I know if I can cripple up my leg and still succeed, I'm, I'm doing fine. And that was part of what was going on with the partying. And that's what was part of not taking it seriously. And that was part of all that stuff. But what, what Naga says could be the case. And this is the question of if he but blench, we know our course. Traditionally, once he's like, I would, he couldn't beat me at my worst. He gave everything he had. Now I got so now I know where his ceiling is. My ceiling is higher than his ceiling. But something else happened in this fight that was totally different. That he was spooked. That's right. You have to self-stop that so you can harness being the underdog. Exactly. He was spooked because I don't think I've ever seen somebody go into it with a kind of aplomb is the word, A-P-L-O-M-B, that Reyes had. And Reyes had this in the exact, had, the, had, had this in, in the exact uh, uh, right space. Like the, the notorious B.I.G. line, picture me being scared as a man who breathes the same air as me. Why be this? Hey, man. Or like when I do jiu-jitsu competitions, I get kind of tense. A buddy of mine said, hey, you got a bu- who we used to do MMA together. He says like, uh, you know, uh, at least it won't be punchy in the face. He seemed very calm. He realized that that um, that I got nothing to I got nothing nothing to lose and everything to gain. And I actually feel that Reyes, somebody somebody wanted to try to get me on Planet Conspiracy here. Like, oh, you see how happy Reyes was afterward. Reyes should be happy. He came out of his fight smelling like a uh, like a rose. Gustafson 2, not a rose, executive gatekeeper, it sucks. Reyes, not executive gatekeeper, still first in line. They're already talking about a rematch next. Now, if I'm Johnny Boney Joni, and, and I suspect some version of this will happen, if I'm Johnny Boney Joni, oh, take a drink. If I'm Johnny Boney Joni, eh, I manufacture an injury of some size. I got a, I got a, I know, I got a, maybe I'll pop up the heavyweight, something to put me on ice and light heavy. So the first thing out of the bat is not a rematch with Reyes. And I have Reyes fight the returned Anthony Rumble Johnson or Anthony Smith. Just like if I walk into any jujitsu academy and challenge the black belt. They won't. The black belts will never take the initial challenge. They will never, ever take the initial challenge. They'll say, I'm a little tired right now. Why don't you go with one of my blue belts? And in that first six minutes, they know all they need to know about you, and then they'll take you. Well, I happen to think he should leave uh, Jackson Wink, but we'll get to that later. And it's not anything I haven't said before. So he, so, so Reyes comes in with the aplomb. He comes out smelling like a rose. There's no, there's no conspiracy connected to, to him being to, um, to him being happy after the fight. He is in the catbird seat. 
that whole he he is the only way he could have been better is if he had won. And fighting a close fight with Johnny Boney Joni still makes him that Mad Max man. You guys want to get out of here? You come to me. He's got the division on lock. Nobody gets a giant. It's different. An executive gatekeeper is got his back to the champion, Gustafson, and he's looking at the rest of the field. A guy in the prime pole position has got his back to the rest of the field and is looking at Johnny Boney Joni. If Johnny Boney Joni goes to heavyweight now, it's because he's being chased out by Reyes because he doesn't want an immediate rematch, like the black belt won't take his first challenge. But I guarantee you, like Naga was saying, I guarantee you when Johnny Boney Joni comes back, if he but blench, we know our course. Because we're all watching for the same thing. We used to love watching Liddell. Now we don't watch Liddell. We used to love watching Tito. Now we don't watch Tito. Couture. We could go through the list. Vitor Belfort. Shogun. Who are people like, oh, man, this guy's a monster. Tell me where the road turns. Like Diana Ross said, the road will turn for Johnny Boney Joni, and many of us will want to be there. I saw Muhammad Ali's last few fights. Do I, I, it was seared into my memory. Seared. Uh -huh. Israel. Israel, uh, he needs to concentrate. Now, if you think like I do, that some, so, to a certain degree, that some of this is, is sports entertainment, what I'm going to say is what's going to happen is we all know, we all know it's best for the sport if Israel uh, if Israel wins this fight. But well, what happens if he doesn't? How much are they willing to guarantee he does? Do they have to do it overtly or covertly? Or will, will Romero beat Romero? Being that he's got a belt, that's a five-round fight. They think they have the edge because Romero gasses. But Johnny Boney Joni put him on blast. Fight some real people. And these guys who are in the exec, uh, 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 not the executive gate, be the catbird seat, people in the catbird seat, it's a dangerous place to be. I like Reyes against Johnny Boney Joni, but you know, one of the things that dawned on me while watching Johnny Boney Joni, he's never been handy. He's not a handyman. I mean, look, look, do you ever, um, I mean, you don't ever think about John, Johnny Boney Jr. knocking anybody out, have you? Has he ever? He knocks people down, takes them down, delivers the elbows, spinning elbows and the kicks, but just with the hands. Has he ever pulled off any, any, any shit like, uh, like Rumble Johnson has done? Not that I can remember. Yeah, good elbows. Different. A guy who can electrocute you with his hands, that's a guy to watch out. Yeah, yeah. I you know, and 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 Weidman, man, general, he's general and out. General and out. So, so so the issue is so Johnny Boney Joni, we're watching him dog his way through this fight. Our brain is making the same mistakes. But again, 
He was, he was, um, he may have trained, he may have prepared, but the, the calmness and the, the equanimity with which uh, Reyes approached it that made him nervous. And he's never been a handsy guy. But he looked like shit. Those takedowns were, were, were terrible. You rewatch him fighting uh, 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 Stefan Bonner. You rewatch that fight and you rewatch. Like, I, I used to go out with this woman, and then uh, I don't even know if I could tell this story. And then, and then, and then she like stopped going out with me. And she went out with some Republican mailman. And then she came back. And she came back. I noticed something that sexually she performed worse than when she left. Two years with this Republican postman. And she was terrible in bed suddenly. How does that happen? Where exactly is Johnny Boney Joni getting better? He's supposed to be taking all these jujitsu classes. We didn't see him on the ground. Do you think Khabib would would not have been able to hold a, 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 a Reyes corollary down? He's supposed to be a Greco guy. Did he any, pull anything that was Greco off like Latifi did? Now they had the, somebody backstage said they saw uh, they saw uh, 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 they saw them carrying uh, 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 Reyes backstage. I couldn't walk. All right. So is it a surprise that the big strong guy is big and strong? He needs to get out of Jackson Wink. I know what happens with these champions. They go, why should I change? Everything's been working well so far. It's working well so far until it doesn't. If he but Blanch, the only fight I'm interested in seeing him have right now, he's fought three of the he he's fought three fights exactly the same. There's a guy, a professor at Vanderbilt University. His name is Dave Owens, and Dave, as part of his graduate study, uh, Dave used to be the drummer for Whipping Boy, which is how I know this. As part of his graduate study, he started a fake company. He got funding to start this company, and it actually became a real company. But part of it, it was a leadership study, which he, he organizational sociology. So he formed this company and found that the company broke down into two, three major groups. Let's just call them the alphas. And these people were typically much less adventurous. They would have stayed the status, status, uh, status, status maintained uh, uh, power brokers. They didn't want to do anything different. They, and they were all executives. And then you had the young Turks, the betas, hungry betas, like that line from that William Blake poem, uh, 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 lean, lean, uh, had a lean, hungry look, or no, that was Shakespeare, lean, hungry look. They were taking more chances. They were jockeying for alpha positions, and the way they did that was by disrupting. And then you had the C-class. Guys who were just there. The funny thing is about his study is that when beta became alphas, they they became alphas. <laughs> they did all these, Johnny Boney Joni, he's doing all these innovative things. He's beating Shogun. He's doing all these things. Get the belt. He gets the belt. And it takes a little while for that smoke to wear out. 
and then he becomes an alpha. He becomes the established order. And he fought three of the same fight. Okay. Uh, 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 Santos will never be the same. It's fucked up after. But Johnny Bonagione fought a very established, maintained, main maintenance fight. Anthony Smith, same, very safe. And his attitude is a well-placed attitude. When it, you want to, um, no, the Alphas quit. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Or retired. Or became part of that C group. Or tried to fire the betas. So they had three ways to go. Anthony Smith, I mean, you know, he's fighting what constitutes a smart fight. You want to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And honest to God, nobody was, it shocked me when they gave the fight to Volkanovski over Holloway, because I don't think, you can't be even with this guy, you got to be better. And Reyes made a, 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 a like a, the Joy Division song, made a fatal mistake. And the guy who knows least about fighting put his thumb on it when I got to jujitsu today. He goes, if I'm him and I'm on that position, I'm hitting for the fences. I'm leaving it all out there. And Reyes didn't do that. No, didn't. He, 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 he let him crawl back with that fifth round, which was close enough for, sh- for fucking horseshoes and grenades. He hasn't. He's fought, he's fought an alpha maintenance fight, and it's just, I don't have to be faster than the bear. I just have to be faster than you. So, it's a question of time. If the rematch gets scheduled in the next 12 months, it, uh, yeah, but Reyes should know. The five round is different. If that rematch gets scheduled in the next 12 months and and the, uh, uh, Jones and Reyes too, he doesn't come out and murderize him, then the Johnny Boney Joni of old will never come back. Will never come back. Because the time doesn't stop. And that's why we're here, if we're going to be honest. We want to know how Achilles is going to go out. Is he going to go out on the shield? Is he going to go out with a uh, uh, general, like General George Custer, with shit in his pants? That's right, and that's what stopped him. If it, it, I, I think, you know, I think Reyes was like, "I why I've been knocking fools out," and I honest to God, you know, give credit where credit's due. I had this vision that 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 I was going to see Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson, so like the day before the fight. I almost wanted to change my pick to Reyes, but when Reyes couldn't uh, couldn't, you know, <laughs> when Reyes couldn't knock the dude out, it's not like he suffered a crisis of confidence. At that point, he started playing. Uh, uh, he was point fighting, and that's when he lost. 
because the judges are always going to see guys. Well, he stacks up blue chips and he stack he stacks up green chips and the blue and the green and the blue and the green. Oh, take a drink. The blue and the green and the blue and the green. And at the end, everybody towels the chips and they're like, oh, I think this guy had the most chips. Yeah, I mean, you know, Joe, Joe, Joe Gain, Mr. $30 million. I ain't complaining. You know what? You should shut your fucking mouth, Joe, please. All of a sudden, you got opinions now. Where were you when McRapist was fighting? Nah, he, well, I mean, he was doing something. I Balls to the wall is what you need to. You got to dig down deep. Uh, maybe, yeah, trying to survive at that point. I guess if they're carrying him out of there, yeah. But, you know, I don't give a shit. I could have told you without watching the fight that they were – they, the judges would have had a, everybody would have had a predisposition for not robbing this guy of his record. You just, you, you need a little bit more than green chips, blue chips, and maybe the guy won. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he was, I, I just find myself enjoying it more now when I turn the sound down. I should have gone to Sorrells to watch it. I was driving around. The wife had a, uh, a pole thing, so I had to uh, I had to watch it on the phone. So, uh, so let, let let's go through the, through, the, through the rest of the card, which we should do. I mean, the Johnny Boney Joni thing. I want when that happens, when that moment happens, and you know we're watching for when it happens. Love him or hate him. We're watching for the end of an era. There's not a single person whose fighting style I've loved who's ever gone out, you know, who's ever gone out in the way that I think, you know. I guess Randy came close when he fought Leota Machida and goes, I felt like I was underwater. He got kicked in the face. Bad look. I thought I was. I said Shane Carwin quit the way I think people should quit, and then some uh, kid not day reminded me that when he quit, he was all broken up and busted up. Dominic Reyes says I shook up the world even though I didn't win. I, honest to God, he's in the best position. He's. I can't think of anybody who's in a better position, including Johnny Boney Joni, who now has to show up. Whoever he fights. He's got to show up. Yes, yes, Demetrius did. He was like, they came to Socrates with some poison. Goes, all right, boom, fine. His, his, his students wanted to help him get away. Goes, why would I do that? The state obviously wants me dead, so let, the, let them have my life. It's a way to go out. Or like Manson used to say, only two ways to get to the cross. You get dragged or you go along peacefully. You're going to fight. Ah, so let's go through this briefly in the remaining 13 minutes we have left because I got to get, I, I'm, I'm covered with grit. So let's get to the, the fight listing. Uh, so in other words, you see what we've done? Well, he didn't retire, but he, he moved on. He moved on before he was moved on, which is, which is respectable. So you see what we just did? We're not going on this show, on this show, we're not going for the okie doke. Oh, the judges did this and the judges. The bald one said it best. You know, it's in plain sight. Why do why would why why would we do anything else? 
The guys in the press conference of Baldwin says, who gives a shit? And I don't mean who cares, as in nobody cares, but in who these weedy things are not where the issue is. Because I can, I did a whole survey of all the articles. Some people use controversy, some people did it, some people did it, some people did it. Yeah, yes. And I think that's why he wants to. It means more to him to go and beat Stipe just to fuck with DC than it does to stick around. But at this point now, the Reyes fight could be a money fight for him. Or it could be a rerun of Jones Gustafson 2. Question is, how smart is Reyes? Question is, has John Boney Joni hit that road, hit the turn in the road yet? Or does he still have something in the tank? Who's what, 33? Yeah, Matt Hamill. No, and nobody wants to see that. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Um, bonuses. I don't want bonuses. How, how what? How come I'm having a problem? Here we go. I got it. So, so we just sidestepped all the judging and the this and the points. And you look at that. I'm not playing that game. I'm not playing that game. Like my Italian friends say. Siempre in Dorito. No, Rumble is not fat anymore. I don't know if you follow him on his page. Dude dropped weight. Healthily, healthily light heavy at this point. So uh, Johnny Bonin Johnny. So let's go to Valentina Shevchenko and Katlin Kichukugian. Well, she said in the post by press conference, she prepared for a fighter that Caitlin will never, ever be. And Caitlyn's stuff was like, like, mist-filled mania prior to talking about when she had the belt. You know, maybe if you had emailed me back, thank God I never did that piece on you. Thank God I never did that piece on you, making the claim that you're going to be the next big thing. I'm, I must have been crazy. You see? Now, now, you know what it is now? Now we're in Bronx tail territory. Now you just can't leave. Now I don't want to email you. But, okay, I don't need to make this personal. But, yeah, Valentina. Uh, um, but, you know, the question is, again, what do you do now? What do you do now? A big problem. What do you do? Well, the question is, you're going to get bored. You guess what's going to happen? Valentina's going to get bored. She's a martial arts. She's been doing this since she was, like, five. Yeah, I might say something about being able, but, you know, he's in that Nick Diaz territory. Nick Diaz said, I'll, I'll fight you at heavyweight. I'll fight you at lightweight. And I started to do the math. I was like. What? Yeah, bro. Some guys can do it. Nuts. Uh, so we don't even have to talk about Sucheko or Kuchuku again because they uh, Juan Adams and, and Tafa. Juan Adams should never, like I said before, I don't like to see guys fight who I can beat. He's a big old boy. Seems like a nice guy. Seems like a nice guy. Should never have been in there. This was clearly a favor paid back to him as a result of dealing with the uh, uh, Greg Hardy thing. And also two birds, one stone, introducing Tafa, even though Tafa's call out of Mark Hunt probably gives him pause. We don't need another crazy uh, Pacific Islander, in this case, Samoan. I know it's Samoan, so I could go, yeah, he's he's gone. He's out. Mirsad Bektik, I allowed Steph to talk me in it, even though I, I had the guy's a gick. He's a gift. Uh, you know what? He's one of those cats who starts to think, you know, like, you know, see these guys at jiu-jitsu competitions do, 
do this thing, you know, like, oh, God, a guy was dropping to their knees and looking up, and, you know, that shoot game, and then the, and the do. And he's like, oh, I come in, I got haircut. It's like that, that girl, Peggy Sue get married. I have the hair. I have the teeth. I have the eyes. Feed me, charge me, make her love me. And yes, that's my Nicolas Cage impression. Beckett came in doing all the right things and he, he raises his hands and people are like, who the fuck are you? It's like the first time Jacare came to San Jose to fight in Strike Force and started doing the chop and people are like, what the fuck is he doing? What, what is that? They didn't know, we don't know you, bro. Beckett, I picked him against my better interests. I was glad to see him lose. He, it's like he got into a fight and forgot he was fighting. I hate guys like that. Derek Lewis and Ilya Latifi. I'm a big Latifi booster. I, I, I'm a big Derek Lewis booster. Did the right thing happen? Yeah. Because uh, Latifi acquitted himself well. This was a fight where the, there was a winner and a loser. They're both one. Latifi, nobody's saying about Latifi, what the fuck is he doing in heavyweight now? He doesn't deserve to be there. Nobody's saying that at all. He's, he, by losing as he did to, uh, uh, to uh, Derek, he has shown himself to be a guy who belongs there. And it hasn't slowed the, the Derek Lewis hype train. Um, yeah, I know that was kind of weird. But I think he was put up to it. By who? I don't think anybody wants to see uh, blot, Blades, Blades, with, with any kind of belt around his waist. Why? Q rating, man. Q rating. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Guy, uh, Giles and Kraus, great fight. Both came out winner. But like I said on the Care Don't Care preview, which you guys won't see until tomorrow, this was a bullshit fight. Not in that the fight was no good. The fight was great. You can't get guys in there who have no training camps. You, you don't, you think I'm, oh yeah, okay. Those of you who have get access to Google, look up Doug Dedge. I think that was his name, Dedge, D-E-D-G-E. He was fighting, uh, he was uh, 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 an American in the Ukraine. There was an uh, MMA match in the Ukraine and somebody bowed out. They said, hey, do you have somebody who's such a, and he goes, yeah, I, I'll go. It was part of his rock and roll fantasy. Is there anybody who can play the violin? I can, and you'll live a dream. And you step up, and Doug Dedge got killed in the cage, dead. You don't hear a lot about it, but I remember it. So, uh, uh, so Kraus acquitted himself really well. But this guy, they said he had a short training camp. Don't fucking lie to me. He had no training camp. That's not right. It's dangerous, and you're going to get fucked if you do that again. But, it, you know, it, oh, you're... Absolutely fucking drunk. Yeah, no, Doug Dedge is literally dead. Dead as in not breathing, heart not beating, buried in the ground, dead. Can't just run a guy. But, you know, I remember both these guys now, and that's how you move from a don't care. Yeah, yeah you don't care. Uh, you move from a don't care to care. Andrea Lee and Laura Murphy, everybody's whining about Andrea Lee. Nah, nah, I'm pulling for the trailer, the trailer park mom. Fuck that. They try anytime they try to work that Sage Northbutt. What Northbutt? What Northbutt? That Sage Northbutt magic and Andrea Lee and all these extra, extra 
fight related things about it. she comes out and she got the cowboy hat and she's got the look that you want to know better. She's got the look that's all together. I, I put one, I put this poster up, the one I had on oxbow.merchtable.com. It was sold out in five minutes. And I have another one here, one more that's raggedy as fuck. And I'm trying to think that it that it was uh, to see. Nah, 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 nah. Sorry, fuck that. Murphy, Murphy won that fight. And even if she didn't win, I've got you know the Paige Van Sant, Sage Northfoot. What Northfoot? What North? I just I feel the hype going behind Andrea, and she's I know she's sitting somewhere. I go, I got the look. What? Yeah, well, why don't you show me? What? Show me? Show me? Alex Morono against Kayla, uh, uh, Kaylin Williams. Care. Chaos Williams, that was that was some straight up crime faces schoolyard shit. Loved it. I miss Johns and Batista. I don't know. I, I I tuned in at five o'clock with these first four fights. I didn't see or what happens. How how do I, you know, five o'clock and where was the fucking fight? Don't know. <laughs> nah nah, bro. Because I there's a poster guy where I'm trying to see if he could rehab the poster. Because uh, it's it's worth. These were all over Tubigan. They put, they said hundreds of you put them up in the street. You see, it was sponsored by Visions Magazine, which is like German spin magazine. These things are fucking valuable. Neil is the guy who did the illustration. So, uh, yeah, that was great, great, really great for chaos. So this was as drugs go. Yeah, I'm talking about Andrea Lee, and not. I, you know, actually, I, I was going to talk about Nazis, and you stopped on my line. And that was how I was going to close the show, as luck would have it. Uh, and no shit. I know you won't believe it, but I have open here. If you go to Google and type uh, and type in wiki, and they go pogroms. Okay, now there are certain things that the person who I interviewed this week and I'm not cheating it to tell you, I interviewed uh, for an article, a Rising Star article. Um, I interviewed Clegg uh, Collier-Greens for an article that I'm writing that I think comes up in the next eight days. And I noticed something, and I, I'll, t I'll tell you how, I noticed something when I interviewed him. All of his losses have been in big, big shows, not against competition that goes with big shows, but if they happen to be like in Vegas, it is clear to me that he grips. And so as luck would have it, I started thinking about pogroms. And if you type in pogroms and wiki, they list pogroms. And so I've been for the last few days trying to numerologically speaking, and this is with Rene Girard's violence in the sacred in mind, where he talks about how culturally we have sacrificial crises where we have to have a bloodletting, where I try to, they have the Alexandrian pogrom in the year 38 under Flaccus. Okay. Then in the year uh, 1066, there's a Granada massacre. 4,000 Jews are killed. Most of the Jewish population in this city. 30 years later, they are the Rhineland massacres. 
How many? 2,000 Jews were killed. And it lists all the pogroms. And the numbers, and they're not all Jews, like in 1909, 30,000 Armenians. And they have some here from uh, America, which were naturally African-Americans being murdered by white folks in Arkansas. <clears throat> but there's got to be some mathematical, there's got to be some mathematical backing. And, and I'm not good enough at math to figure out the interval between pogroms, to figure out there's got to be some sort of mathematical happening for our sacrificial crises. And the, the, the WikiLeaks only goes up to 2010, but there have been several more since then. I'm, I, I interviewed a guy, um, I interviewed a guy who, uh, oh, I'm choking, I interviewed a guy who studies massacres. And I talked about the fight book with him. And I said, you know, in the fight book, some guy, if you read the fight book, the guy who's, uh, uh, he leads it casuals, the firms, the soccer hooligans. And he said, yeah, you know, you guys got your jujitsu, you got your martial art, Muay Thai, whatever. That's fine. But now it doesn't start with gun control. People like to think, look, I'm a gun, I'm, uh, okay, uh, never mind about the gun. But people like to think, oh, a well-armed population and militia. Do you think your militia would be stronger than the Polish army? You think you and your friends with your 38s, your 223s <clears throat> could do <laughs> for yourselves what the Polish army couldn't do? I mean, that's what people think. I, yeah, I got my Magnum 44. I'm going to stop the takeover of the government. Are you kidding? It's not going to help. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't remember where I was. You're right. It did. It did throw me off track. I don't remember where where I was. So so uh, yeah, I don't know anything about guns. I used to have a federal firearms license, but you know I'm out of that business now. I'm just a I'm a peaceful warrior. Oh, so the guy said you might like your jujitsu, but nothing beats running down the street with a hundred of your friends punching everything you can see in the face. And he was so passionate about it. After I did the interview with the guy, I was like, man, he's, I got to start following soccer. I got, I got to get a hundred of my friends and just start running down the street, punching everything in the face. And I'm sure, I'm sure if you've ever been in the middle of a riot, when I've been in the middle of a riot, the three riots I've been into, I've been in the riot, but not of the riot. Oh, bro. Wait, 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 wait. You don't have to parse this out. Out of the business means out of the business. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not, we're, none of us are going to be able to defend ourselves against the government. The best place and the best thing and the smartest thing of all I could do, and this is Khan's got it, is hide. <laughs> hide. Hide. You hide. Maybe the last one to find you. 
you know. But anyway, so uh, so he said 100 people run down, and I, and, I, and I started to think, you know, there's a great passion. Damn it. If you're, if you're drinking every time it's supposed to fall, you're fucking drunk tonight. Yeah, how come how come I only I told you guys with the skull game shirts, you give me your size, you pay for shipping, and then you get the shirt for free. It's like only five of you took me up on this offer. No, I haven't done my taxes yet. Stop it. Why'd you gotta bring that up? You gotta bring that up now. I got the whole pile and I gotta now I gotta go through all this shit. I'm gonna get fucked. Anyway, anyway, that's not the point. Yeah, I, I, the, the point is that there's got to the, 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 there's got to be like Rene Girard talks about as a sacrificial crisis. There's got to be there's got to be a reason that we have pogroms. And there's something like that guy says about the joy of interpersonal violence. I bought that book uh, uh, that I was telling you about where the guys, at the, they had this big fan, all these aristocrats, and at the end they go, let's take a walk. And they went over and they shot 150 Jews. That was part of the evening's entertainment. Anyway, if we analyze a fight the next day based on the effectiveness of the drug, like it, like, oh, yeah, if I could stand up and get the book for you, I would. I think it was called A Murder in the Family. Um, I'll tell you right away what it was because I just I just ordered it and it just showed up. Um, but I'm about to end the show. But I want to I'm going to tell you the name of the book. It's a fascinating book here. Let's see. Here we go. What did I just buy? It, let's see if it comes up. Uh, I'm, no, sorry. I want you to actually buy it again. Uh, store manage. What? I, I'm buying a lot of lights. So sorry. I'm 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 telling you because I think you want to know about the book, right? If you don't want to know your orders, here we. It is called a crime in the family. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can pull a cover up for you. A crime in the family. A World War II secret buried in silence. Uh, and my search for the truth. That's it right there. So buy it. I just bought it. <clears throat> anyway, as the drug goes, next day we analyze it. I feel pretty good about this. I feel pretty good about Jones Reyes, the entire fight card. I got in there early, got in there 517, watched it from beginning to end. My heart was beating out of my chest. I think everybody comes out of this invigorated. And I think we'll either see the beginning of the end for Johnny Boney Joni or he'll be revived for how much longer? We don't know. Exactly. My phone, I got the Spider-Man phone because I dropped it and I'm too cheap broke to have it fixed. So I won't until fall of uh, 2020 when they come out. I'm not getting caught up in the, in the product cycle until they come out with uh, uh, the iPhone 12. And don't tell me, like my wife has been telling me, oh, you can get the screen replaced. Yeah, I know I can get the screen replaced, but they don't replace it for free. And I'm not paying another nickel, not another nickel on this phone until the 20, the 12 comes out. So uh, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty next day drug use it, it, with this with this oopsie, uh, this uh, the Houston uh, fight. I feel pretty good. Everybody comes out of it electrified. Reyes, 
brand up. Latifi, brand up. Derek Lewis, brand up. Johnny Boney Joni, a hold. But a stronghold. Like if it's a stock market, uh, 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 Swachenko, uh, uh, a buy. Up and a buy. Oh, I got nothing bad to say. Nobody made me feel. The only reason I feel shitty about the fight in the slightest bit is because of the commentary, which I've now undone by doing it here. <laughs> Sorry, Ho Jogaine. You're going to have to be happy with your $30 million, but last night you farted. Anyway, this is the end of 100. Showstopper 100. Tell your friends about it. Go back to the top of the hour. Donate some money if you can. If you're not, whatever. Don't have to bother. Yeah. I you know somebody was making fun. I said, oh, man. I said, shoulder your burdens without complaint. Yeah, he said, oh, you're the biggest whiner I know. I go, hey, hey, hey. There's a difference between noting and complaining. And if you note or complain without the expectation that anybody's going to give a shit about you, that's shouldering your burden without complaint. I'm not talking about stoicism. Fuck that. If there's a farty smell in the room, I say there's a farty smell in the room. I don't expect you to care, though. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you. Uh, what's it go? Monday afternoon, if you go to... My Twitter feed right now, at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter. You can see uh, the sex column about the guy watching watching porn in church. That's cool. Read it. Monday afternoon, Care Don't Care goes. Tuesday night at 8, if the shoes fit. If you don't know why, if I did it's not around. Alexi explained it a few shows back. He's sick of being fucked by the oopsie. I got some more articles coming later this week. I think officially now they've given Wednesday over to True Stories, which is my bailiwick. If you guys have any true stories, I got to pitch them on Monday. DM me. I can get you paid for your stories. I can get them published, and it takes longer to get them paid. No, no, it had nothing to do with Miss Tech. It had to do with Alexi's, like, we're, we're talking about rape. We're talking about rapists. We're talking about a sport that doesn't give a shit about the fighters. Everybody was depressed. Why do you think Nate quit? The sport was bringing him down. Me, I love to fight. I'll stick around. But now I'm 10 minutes over. Got to go. Stories, true story, the breakdown of true story, it's got to be in first person. It's got to be an event-based narrative. Like somebody was, I want to write about the experience of being biracial in America. I go, that's a sprawl. That's not a story. It's got to be the day I, the day I, when I, the da, da, da. I want an event, beginning, middle, end, 900 words, easy. Just send it to me an email. I'll put it together. Want to use here, and I'm, just, I'm pretty sure you don't want me to use your name. DM'd me, DM'd me your story. Which is like tw tweeting me, tweeting, tweeting me your story, and it worked. In fact, at last count, the numbers of you. Uh, let me see. Here's V. I don't know that he wants me to use his name. Miss Tech. I don't think she cares about me using her name. Uh, Genghis. Um, uh, uh, Alexi. 
Did you send me an opium dem story? You know I'm forgetful. I didn't get it. Sorry. Did you send it to me? Yeah, I sent it to the Pinko email. That works. That works. But I got to pitch him on Monday. Usually I'm panicked on Sunday night about it. I got to have at least a paragraph. I'll go pitch it, whatever. Anyway, that's the end of the show. We'll see you soon. Uh... You did an article. I'm trying to give. I'm trying to give you your privacy. I don't want to. I don't want to out you unless you don't want to talk about it. But yeah, you did an article. It was published. Next time, we'll see you soon. Look what you made me do. Ah!